What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Jeremy here of Turn Me On Podcast of the E1 Podcast Network. And uh, if this sounds like garbage, it's because I'm recording it on my phone. I got a little announcement, sort of last minute announcement. Um, some of you might know this, but our third Halifax live show is less than a week out. Uh, it is happening on Tuesday, June 26th, and it's going to be taking place at the Stubborn Goat. There are 20 tickets left as of this recording right here. So if you are hoping to come out, snag your tickets before they are all snatched up. We are, uh, we're probably going to sell this one out. And also, just so you know, we're doing an 8 to 9 p.m. cocktail hour to hang out and shoot the shit. And then from 9 p.m. onwards, that's where the show is going to start. And if you're not in Halifax and you're missing out, well, do not worry. Atlantic Livestream are the folks behind um, live streaming a bunch of shit that we do here in Halifax. So they're going to live stream the show. We haven't nailed down whether or not we're going to do the live stream through Facebook or if we're going to do it through YouTube. I have a feeling that Facebook will not be very pleased about having a sex podcast um, being streamed live through their service since they don't tend to like Turn Me On in general. Um, so it might end up on YouTube, but just keep your eyes peeled on our social media over the next week and we will have an announcement for where you can find that live recording, that live stream. Okay, love you all so much. Hope you enjoy this episode and uh, we'll see you on the other side.
Hello, baby. Back again, ready to talk oh about God, some sex. Back again. Um, uh, holy moly, I'm so excited for this week's episode because our, I say it every week, but why I'm really excited? Gee willikers, why are you so excited? Uh, is because it's an episode with a, a good pal of, of ours, a good pal of mine, and uh, and she was a she was a past sick boy guest as well, mm-hmm. and we like our friendship sort of. Um, started to blossom after our recording on sick boy and like she i just i love emily so much like mm-hmm. i just love being around her what was she on sick boy for psychosis oh interesting yeah we go into that a little bit in the episode right here in this one but uh yeah she had she had a a real bad episode of psychosis it's a great episode yeah yeah really fun and actually i think the whole time in that sick boy episode i'm just like gushing over how much I want to be best friends with Emily. Mm-hmm. And fast forward. Yeah, she today. has that quality about her that's like strong, kind of quiet, kind yeah. of mischievous, kind of mysterious, kind of, you know, I know her too a little bit from the yoga studio. And I think any time that we've actually hung out outside the studio, I've probably been a little intoxicated. Yeah, right. And so the problem with that and me is that I, don't, I tend to not like, super remember my conversations with people so i sometimes don't know that we're close or you know or that we've had like an intimate conversation because like blah yeah Yeah, yeah. um but uh but she uh i was kind of nervous to have her in the studio (laughs) she nailed it she did fucking nailed it i wasn't nervous for her i was nervous for For me yeah because you guys have a you guys have know each other on a, a on a more regular basis, a more yeah. friendly based basis, and I, uh, it's always like a bit intimidating to be the third person and be like, "Oh, um, what's that inside joke you guys are laughing?" Right? At? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? I uh, it's throwing back to last week's episode mm-hmm. when we were talking about what annoys uh, us about each other, and you were saying that uh, I do this thing with like you and Becca sometimes, where I say like, "Yeah, if you want to, do it." As opposed to like saying, hey, I want you to do this with me or whatever. Yeah. And then I was saying how annoyed I was that you just uh, refused to clean up the bird shit in the car. Um, <laughs> I I was also, I was doing some thinking since we recorded that and, uh, and doing some like self work because, you know, I, I think it's valuable. I hope that when people listen to that, they, yeah, it is very silly, like a married couple talking about the stuff that annoys each other uh-huh. but there's something very valuable to that can i just take a moment here and and hold that thought for a second holding because, holding, um, holding when i was in grade nine i came home from a year in england i had moved there with my mom for a year and then i came home and i invited all my old friends over to my place and we did this thing where we sat in a circle and told each other like things we really loved about each other and things we really fucking hated about each other. And we like <laughs> buried it with like a voodoo doll in the backyard, which got struck oh, by lightning, whoa. which was very profound. Um, also but, very like against the rules in your home growing up. You, but I told my stepmom about this um, and she was like, well, it's so mature of you guys to like be able to communicate that way. I didn't tell her about the voodoo doll. But I, I, I bet you didn't. Yeah, but I did tell her about the thing and. 
you know, looking back on that, I'm like, was that mature or was that just really damaging? And do other teenage girls do these things to each other? Like, I think it's super mature. I mean, well, I mean, who who knows? Maybe at that age, it's a little. It might be a little like catty, catty and damaging. But I think that. So what? I, coming back to that thought, I had, I was in love with my best friend's boyfriend at the time as well. Did that come out? During this, probably not, but it's something I have to get off my chest. <laughs> yeah, you should call her. I loved him from kindergarten to grade twelve, but he ended up being my best friend. It's fine. Who who was your best friend? Uh, my best friend in high school was Jody. Oh, so J- does Jody know this yet? Yeah, I think she knows because I'm pretty sure I tried to um, well, she uh, might be poach listening. him yeah, from right. her. She might be listening now. So Jody, there you go. Now you know the truth. <laughs> it's the truth, and I'm so sorry that I was such a shitty friend sometimes. Um, I, I think that it's valuable what we did last week because, or at least I hope it's valuable for the people who listened and that they take it as not just something that we did as a, like a silly little intro to our show. But something to like do maybe in your own relationships um, that you are in, because it, what's where that all stemmed from was when Ted and I were together and he said, what, what is it that annoys you about me? And no one's really ever asked me that. No one's like truly ever really asked me that. And um, I just felt like I, it felt so good to let Ted know this from, but from a very calm and like um, neutral place. You know, there's something really nice about it. So uh, anyway, I was hoping that it would like inspire other couples. I wonder if I know what it is that you said. Uh, We can talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. We talk about it off air. Okay. Uh, You do know what it is because I've told you what it is uh, before. (laughs) I've vented to you about it. Um, Anyway, this is this. I I didn't want this to go so long. I, I, I was all I was trying to say was it had me thinking about other things that I've heard about me that annoys people. And a thing that we get a lot in terms of feedback on both podcasts is uh-huh. that uh, I interrupt <laughs> and talk too much. So I love that you just like straight up said that because the emails that we get about it are concern. Oh, like yeah. Serious. Oh, yeah, dude. Concern. Like, they oh, the listen. last one we got. They don't listen to the podcast anymore. Oh, the last one we got, she said, I don't listen to either podcast anymore because of that. But I just want you to know why. And I'm not making fun of you, um, the person who who said that, because because it's legitimate. It's legitimate. And I really, I kind of want to like, I'm glad we're addressing it because that people, (laughs) we're all fucking flawed. We're all working on ourselves. Yeah. We are, and you know what? I as much as that email um, hurt, uh, and and like, but I but I didn't want to show it. Yeah, I, I it's valuable. It is valuable because it will it will give me the opportunity to learn about myself and to change. Mm-hmm. But the other thing too that I think is also very like worthy of mentioning is that that's just who I am. That's just <laughs> that's just the charm. That's just what makes me me. Yeah, that's why you love me. The, yeah. You know, it's it's the thing. It's when when we're out in public and we're having conversations around a table, which is what I hope that this sort of setup that we have here in the podcast cultivates. Yeah, that sort of coffee shop talk or like, you know, dinner talk. Um, that's me. I I just tie talk and I'm loud and and you know, since we're we're talking about this, uh, <laughs> it's and we're talking about Ted. Is he okay? So. Ted is our brother-in-law. Yeah. He is a co-founder of Moksha slash Moto Yoga. Yeah. He is, um, when I met Ted, he was, you know, starting to date my sister and I was like, 
who is this man who's extremely present and non-judgmental? Because I was, you know, I was 20. I was doing the things that a lot of 20-year-olds do. I was drinking a lot. I wasn't feeling like really great, really positive. And I met Ted and I was like, this person is doing something right because I feel valued in his presence. Yeah. I feel like he's present with me. Mm-hmm. And what's he doing? Well, he's vegan and he does yoga. So I adopted both of these things, <laughs> hardcore, and signed up for a yoga teacher training. Yeah. And uh, and something Ted said, it's so funny the things that like stick in your memory and some for some reason like filter. It's a filter through which a lot of your future actions are like go through. Mm-hmm. So he said this thing about people who self-reference. Yes. Who make everything about them. Yes. You've told me this before. And I am so, as a result of that, of my very impressionable, young, functioning alcoholic brain was like, this must be about me, which is so meta, you know, because because maybe he wasn't talking about me, but he was talking about people who self-reference and say, oh, yes. I know this because I blah, 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 blah. I this, I that, I this. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's, it really stuck with me. And it's one of those things that I had to examine like 10 years later in my life and be like, okay, now I'm judging people. Now I'm sitting over here and I'm, anytime they say they refer to themselves or they make it about themselves, now I'm judging them (laughs) because of this thing that was said to me a long time ago that I judge myself for, or I'm concerned that I'm doing. And it's this very messy brain thing that, you know, it's just so indicative of how human we are and how we pick up these things and we adjust our behaviors and we become like these little like processing thinking bots yeah. about, you know, what's okay and what's not okay. And I think... Isn't Jeremy, it fun like, though? Isn't that fun? There's something fun to the, like, to finding the balance. Yeah. The older you get, you sort of find... Uh, I'm if you with can you. like turn a, a compassionate eye on yourself and oh, the yeah. people around you and go... Oh, being human. What a fucking trip. What a fucking trip, man. Yeah. You were about to, you were, I cut you off I'm, I, again, of course. <laughs> you were about to say something about, you were about to turn something you were saying back on me. Oh, I don't remember. But I, right. I, I just like, you know, I just grabbed the end of this woman's email, our last person who wrote up, wrote to us. And, you know, maybe you're not listening anymore. And I'm not going to say your name because you wanted to be anonymous. Oh, is but, this the one that you, the one that was like, I'm done listening? Yeah. And, oh, man. And, and she expressed that like she really liked the she likes the content of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't understand the context of some of the things we were joking around about, and I like, you know, humor is subjective. That is, I will say this. I will say this. That is the part of the email that I just refuse to accept, right. and comedy, I never will. I know comedy. Is I never will topic. accept it. If if you if you if you get offended by a joke. That is totally okay. That is that you you totally have a right to be offended, but it does not make the person who made the joke a bad person wrong or yeah. a bad person. Yeah. It's comedy is very 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 subjective, and um, anyway, whatever. That that's a whole that's a whole other podcast and a whole other discussion. Yeah. So basically, I do feel like Jeremy talks too much about his experiences and does not give enough space for the guests. I get, I mean, that's, that's like, 
All right. Okay. That's the caveat yeah. to every yeah. every podcast that Jeremy's a part of. But honestly, like I listen to other people's podcasts. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I get it. You've already mentioned that thing about yourself a number of times. Like yeah. Mark Maron. Totally. Uh, yeah. You know, and Joe Rogan and stuff like that. But also, but, but we're here, friends. Yeah, exactly. The idea is you're listening to the podcast because you would be interested in sitting in the same room as this conversation. And, what what know, did I just say? Being a human being. Recreating coffee shop talk yeah. like like the art of conversation when you when you converse with someone that's what you do you relate things in their life to your life and 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 find common ground and and you know compare and contrast and like that that is how you have a fucking conversation mm-hmm. um now 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 this turned into something <laughs> i'm taking a breath <laughs> i am working i'm trying to shut up a little more and i i value that feedback and i'm i honestly i want to say it here and please, let's just fucking get off of this because we've been on it for 12 and a half minutes uh, already and nothing, we haven't talked about sex <laughs> once. Um, I, I want to say right here and right now, uh, thank you to everyone who's sent that kind of feedback. There's only been a handful of yous, but thank you. And I apologize to anyone who's listening who has felt that way and I'm, I'm trying to be a better host. And I'm going to go ahead now and archive that uh, email as having already been addressed and now we can move on <laughs> okay how the fuck do we anybody who's tuning in for the first time I swear to god this is a sex podcast how do we bring it back to sex bride um, okay well I'm looking at the tabs Jeez. that I have open on my browser right now that I was you know using to <laughs> brainstorm and uh, I've been jerking off a lot my, my jerk all my, right my, let's yeah there we go <laughs> Let's talk more about you jerking off. Well, it just is the thing that popped in my head. I've been jerking off a lot lately. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are you doing while you're? Are you watching porn? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm a big porn porn supporter. Big porn watcher. Do you I, pay I like for porn. It? No, I don't pay for it. No. <laughs> okay. no well, I, I pay. We're about to get a whole slew of a whole bunch of other about emails. that. I know. Um, but if you were paid for, to pay, a little, paid for it a little bit, yeah. I have paid for it. Yeah, but oftentimes, uh, you know, I go through these like ups and downs where I'll watch porn a lot and like mm-hmm. jerk off a lot and then i go through these periods where like i don't even, i don't do it ever so yeah um what's the babe's name that's the erica lust no 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 the porn star i want to say oh sasha gray sasha gray okay so the other day i was masturbating and i was thinking about this one of the only and i wish i've never been able to find, i found it once it's like 15 minutes long it's exclusively her and one other girl having sex clearly for nobody else's pleasure no man it's not like through the male gaze kind of porn it's like two women having sex together enjoying each other's bodies and it's not that like showy kind of like this is porn and I saw it like probably six years ago and never again and I still masturbate to it she had she was a very talented porn star she did a real good job of selling it she doesn't do it anymore nope she quit she's uh she's she's, actress yeah she's getting into the acting scene she has been in the acting scene yeah okay yeah i really i hope we can do this trip to the avn awards um uh because man oh man i would love to i would love to just pick some some porn stars brains how especially male porn stars i want to talk to them i want to talk to the owen gray if we can if we can lock him down I don't even know who that is. He's this like, he is, I've got such a crush on him, a man crush. 
Um, he's he's in he's in a lot of alt porn, but I'm I'm seeing him like f- like make his way into more mainstream stuff. The, I was put on to him through um, uh, oh fuck, what was that Patreon that Becca and I were subscribed to for a little while there, and it was like the really artful like art house sex scenes. It wasn't porn. it wasn't Erica Lust. No, no, uh, it was. Uh, oh my god, how am I drawing a blank on that right now? Uh, here, one second. I'm going to text Becca. She'll text Becca Raquel. What was the name of the porn that we subscribed to on Patreon? Ready to send it? Yes, I am ready to send, send it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, he was, he's in a lot of those videos. Okay. He's like one of the males that's just like constantly in those videos. And he has a lot of body modification. Oh. So he's got this, he's got this crazy um, branding scar. Oh, interesting. Does he have like a full black sleeve on he, one? Yeah, half one, exactly. Sleeve? Oh, yeah. yeah. He does have a big scar. Uh, it's a, you know what it is? It's a autopsy uh, scar. Uh, it's meant yeah. to be an autopsy scar. Yeah. Uh, four chambered heart is four the name of it. Four chambered heart, of course. Four chambered heart. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I was put on to him through there, and then I started following him on Instagram. Okay. And he he makes a ton of posts on Instagram, and uh, you know he's married, and his wife it doesn't isn't a sex isn't in the sex. Uh, world okay um and he posts like photos of him and her but like you never really see her face and he posts a lot of like his own photography of other other actresses and actors that he works with um anyway just seems like a really rad guy he just seems kind of got the features that you were talking about the other day of Uh, the men that you're attracted to yeah yeah that episode hasn't come out yet but uh we were we had a recording and i talked about that and he does he does, yeah. He he does carry those features. Yeah, not Chisel too feminine, face. not too masculine. Somewhere in in the middle and nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take note. If you didn't catch that, write it down. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So uh, that just 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 the thought of jerking off a lot lately. Okay, kind of came up. You've been jerking off a lot lately. That's been fun. Is it affecting the amount that you have sex? No, no, not really. No. So, like, you, when you say a lot lately, you mean, like, once a day or more than once a day? Yeah, like, once a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, like, you know, there was a time in my life where I was doing it, like, God, I remember one time. I remember one day I jerked out five times in a, in the day. And by the fifth time, I was like, holy man, I got to get a hobby. I got to do something. Yeah. It was a lot. I'm always so relieved when I remember that that's, like, a thing I can do. Like if I'm feeling kind of blue or I'm feeling kind of sluggish and I'm just like, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I so uninspired? I can like, huh, wait a minute. A little light bulb goes off. I'm just going to go lay down. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. It's so good. Um. All right. Well, did, you got an email there, I know. Did you want to read that? I kind of um, do, yeah. I... Uh, it's not a brain boner. No, just a straight email. And I love it. And it's kind of long. So, okay. um, uh, well, let's sit tight. Let's, let's hear it. Oh, frig. I can't find it now. Uh, hang on one second. Okay. Um, I'm just going to quickly scroll to the bottom. I don't know if I can use her name. Oh yeah. No, it says anonymous. So, uh, so thanks for this email. Hi, Jeremy and Bridie. Love your podcast. Been listening for quite a while now. Listen for the first time because you had an episode about vaginismus, something I experienced later on in my marriage. That's right, with L. Yeah. 
Couldn't find anyone who ever knew what it was, let alone was willing to talk about it, and then was hooked. Don't catch every episode, but I guess I have some time to catch up now that you're on a bit of a hiatus. Hope that you had a great trip, Bridie. Thank you, I did. I want to talk to you about sexuality, sexuality, <laughs> sexuality and religion. I'm a 31-year-old Christian woman with a career and two kids, married for nine years, but currently separated, living in a pretty conservative area of British Columbia, Mission, which is close to Abbotsford, where there's a church on every corner. I've been interested in sexuality from a young age. I was an avid reader and happened upon some trashy novels that I found quite interesting, as I'm sure you'd understand, when I was pretty young and was enthralled and learned how to explore myself and it was great, but hidden. In my household, sexuality and relationship was probably what you would consider pretty typical for both the generation of my parents and also a conservative household. Abstinence was the only option and there was an absolute terror of possibly getting pregnant, which was the worst possible outcome. Shame. I knew the mechanics of sex, but pleasure was certainly never discussed, even when I got older. And as importantly, what it meant to be in a healthy romantic or sexual relationship was not discussed at all. Got married. Yes, I am finally having sex. Yep, I waited. I think I almost broke my husband on our honeymoon. And a couple of years and a couple of babies later, it became important to me to consider the ways in which I wanted to be intentional about raising my own kids. Even now, with both of them under the age of seven, I believe that when a question comes up, I answer it as best I can for their age level without making them feel weird or like it isn't normal to have an interest in these things. We all have an interest in this topic. We all have an interest in this topic at some point or another. What a great opportunity to bond with my child over something so majorly important and a chance to embrace their curiosity. There have been a fair number of times on your show where people have discussed the fact that they needed to leave God behind in order to embrace their sexuality or touched on their conservative or religious upbringing as being repressive and challenging. I think it's fair to say that the common experience is that sex is not discussed in a positive and open way in the church. And I understand that experience. There's so much fear around it and a lot of lack of understanding. But I don't think that God is to blame. I think that people are. Or maybe a person's interpretation of what the Bible says and the desire for a black and white, safe, easy answer. But if you read the Bible and know a bit of context, and I have and do... The issue is way more complex. I could go on about this and about myself and my sexuality, but I'm going to turn the conversation back to my kids. I just listened to your most recent podcast where you conversed about sex ed and parental rights. Jeremy, you cited religion as being the biggest reason why someone would stay abstinent, uh, why someone would say abstinence is the only way and refuse for their children to be educated. I want to represent that possibly small, possibly a bit out there, and some people would be uncomfortable with my views portion on this Christian community that is going to be raising children in a different way. I want my little girl to know that her voice, what she wants and who she is, is important in relationships. I want my little boy to grow up being respectful and kind and feel positive about his sexuality. I want them both to make their own choices and be educated enough to do it with some thoughtfulness and be given tools that allow them to succeed in having healthy relationships. I'm certainly not against abstinence. It is an option. There is and can be some amazing beauty to discovering your sexuality together with your chosen, hopefully forever partner and building on that, particularly if there's openness and safety and a willingness to explore with each other. 
But I think that you need to have built this openness into your conversations about sexuality already in your dating life, talking about fantasies, preferences, desires, whatever. I'm not going to condemn abstinence. You can feel free to disagree on this. I'm not about being right. I'm about having the conversation. And I know for myself, because of how deeply I feel things and how I experience the world, I'm a person who doesn't do casual well. So I want a world where it's okay and safe, particularly for my daughter, but also my son if he needs it, to say she's not ready and to take her time if she wants. But I also know that abstinence abstinence is certainly not the only option that will be available to my kids. And I want to be able to talk openly with them about what their options are and what they might face in each of those situations. Sex education in schools is a great way to open up this conversation. And I truly believe that Christian or other religious parents can still express our slash their own beliefs in the context of a greater conversation about sex with our kids. It can be a much more well-rounded, deep, and empowering conversation if we embrace it this way. So this is just me reaching out and saying, hi, I'm a Christian. I'm into this. We exist. And I, at least, am working to change and open up the conversation around these topics in my current contacts and relationships. And it has been amazing. I can't even describe to you some of the conversations I've gotten to be a part of. Breaking barriers and ripping down walls in the name of honesty and good sex and genuine care about each other. I'd love if sometime you were able to find someone willing to chat openly about sexuality and their experiences within the context of spirituality on their podcast on your podcast. I think it could be amazing and not preachy or judgmental. Much love and thanks for reading. A fucking man. That was great. Straight up. See yeah. that like that's I love that. And you know what I she she um she pointed out that I I had mentioned, you know, I'd like put out some views on <laughs> my thoughts on abstinence and religion and um I've had a like a weird and like rough uh, relationship with religion uh, coming up. And uh, so I think I like, I harbor a lot of resentment and, and like misplaced um, frustrations with, with the idea of religion, or at least I, that for a, a large chunk of my life I have. And um, I don't know, that's, that's like always changing. And I, I it's, it's funny when you read that, I thought to myself, Wow, did I really say that? That's that's too bad because well, I don't we really talking, feel that way. We had that email anymore. from a, a teacher in Ontario. Yeah, who was yeah, I remember. That, you know, kids have the opportunity, or parents have the opportunity to tell pull their kids out of sex ed, right? And like, what are the parental rights in teaching youth about sexuality? And uh, so that that's what that was in reference. Yeah, to. yeah, and I, I feel I I do feel pretty strongly that it's like, well, I we, we shouldn't be pulling our kids out of out of Sex any kind of education surrounding sex yeah. um but i i just i really i love that i love hearing that there's someone out there who's like a good strong christian mm-hmm. with like good strong christian values but also is very like pro um sex education for their children and like i don't know i, I anyway i i'm if i if i painted a real general brush in that that those comments before i I I take that back because I it, there's never it's never like that it's never a general yeah you know there's no black and white. there's no black and white yeah um, but put a fucking great email yeah great sounds email. like a great mom um thanks for writing it's nice to know that you're listening and that you're into it mm-hmm. and 
hopefully, you know, um, hopefully there's like helpful information there about what, especially like, I think about if I was a parent and with a teenage daughter or a teenage son, what that would be like in terms of like, I don't, they're, they're like little aliens to me. Yeah. In the world that they live in, it's so different than the world that I lived in when I was like 15, 16 and 13 and, you know, kids are having sex earlier and they're exposed to all kinds of things that like I was so protected from. And there's a lot of studies, though, coming out that like kids aren't really having that much sex. They're uh, more abstinent than yeah. than we were. Yeah. Our generation, too. Which is interesting. It is interesting. And not drinking as much either. Yeah. yeah right. And not using uh, social media as much either. I don't know about that. Yeah, is that true. Is, is that a thing? Yeah, it's a true thing. They uh, there's like, yeah, there's those studies of, you know, the main users of Facebook are people between the ages of 25 and 35. Right. But does that mean the kids aren't using social media? They're just using different they're, platforms. They're definitely using like Snapchat more than our generation is, I think. Yeah. But the, even Instagram and like reading interviews with uh, teenagers where they're like, yeah, I just noticed that this was happening and so I don't use it anymore. And social media right. is kind of overdramatic and boring now. So. Yeah. Which might be, which might just be a testament to like the the parents, the the age yeah. of the parents of these these children yeah, today. Like, like, my parents are so lame; they're on Instagram all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I thank you, thank you to that anonymous uh, uh, person Christian. who wrote in, that Christian who wrote in and uh, dropped some Christian values on us. I I really appreciate. that. I appreciate it too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's move to this week's episode. The, fuck, babe, this was a long foreplay. This was thirty minutes. People like it. Okay, all right. The, I, the first chunk of it wasn't even about sex. That's okay. Okay, okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And if you didn't, let us know. We hear we hear your feedback. We get it. We see it. We read it. I know you like it. Um, and uh, this week's episode, we're gonna we're gonna toss a little trigger warning at the top. Uh, we speak with Emily. It's a very, Emily's fucking hilarious. Uh, and there's lots of like lots of levity and lightness to the conversation. But mm-hmm. near the last like. Uh, quarter Third, yeah. of the of the conversation with Emily, we we dive into some um, uh, sexual assault uh, discussion. Yeah, um, worthy of a, a little as warning. a as a very young person. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that is uh, that's for you, and uh, we highly recommend listening and uh, diving in to the content with us. I I have to take this call. It's the CBC. One second. Sorry. 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 Okay, sorry, we're back. Uh, wow, you are a very important person. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. There's a cool thing happening, and I'm I'm flattered that um, that the CBC wants me to be a part of it. So uh, anyway, uh, where were we? Throwing it to the episode. Mm-hmm. With our good, dear friend, Big Red. Big, <laughs> big Red. <laughs> Coming in hot. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, and... I guess we'll see you on the other side. Indeed.
Jeremy's going to unwrap his breakfast. I can't wait to see what it is. I think it's probably something. Ooh, it's it a looks burger. Amazing. It looks not, amazing. Not only is it a burger, it's a burger on a donut. On a donut. On a donut. Wow. Holy what fuck. What a world. What a world. What am I doing to my body? Um, well, Emily, I'm A, I want to say. Long time in yeah, the making. Yeah. I'm excited mm-hmm. because I feel like we've been, Bridie and I have been talking about having you on the show for. Yep. You're on the original list. The, the original yeah. list the ori- of dream guests. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but why? Why me? Because you're a freak. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know why? I think because you were on Sick Boy. Uh, yeah. You were on my uh, my other podcast, my the first podcast I ever started, and one of my favorite guests. And I remember when we had that conversation. Actually, we were talking about this last night. I think we should talk about that. What? Uh, last night, we, you and I were out for drinks, and uh, you were like, when I first met you, oh, yeah. I thought you were like... Totally, fl- like totally hitting on me, totally flirting with me. So flirty you for a married Jeremy was? dude. Oh, yeah, okay. I was yeah. like, whoa, this guy needs to turn it down. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like, did I directly flirt with you? But then, but then, then no, no, no. Why don't you fill everyone in on what actually was happening? <laughs> you were just being nice <laughs> and making a lot of eye contact, which is like different i find for like men here which is what we were talking about before mm-hmm. that i was like they're very standoffish and here you mean halifax, halifax yeah versus yes. like a toronto or a vancouver or montreal or montreal how yeah. long does eye contact need to be sustained before it's like gets wow, weird yeah <laughs> yeah here's or, here's or, here's what i i believe in and i've heard this somewhere is that when you are talking to someone, like I'm talking to you right now, mm-hmm. you oftentimes, and it's it's pretty natural for someone to like look around, they're kind of like capturing their thoughts out of the air. So yeah. Yeah. you're not always holding eye contact with someone while you're talking to them. You're looking around the room and that's really natural. Yeah. But when someone's talking to you and they only look straight at your eyes and they yeah. hold it for a few sentences and then continue, then it gets either like serious yeah. or a bit weird. Now, if you're listening, I've always been taught an active listener is someone who is watching the person and looking in their eyes when they're talking. And I, because personally, I find when someone's talking to me and I'm having a conversation with them and then I go to talk to them and I catch them like glancing over my shoulder at like other people and stuff, I start to think, oh, they've lost interest in what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. So I think I just try to hold eye contact when without blinking without blinking with my hands holding them <laughs> my open eyes. uh when you're talking so yeah. when you talk i i listen i look and i watch i think for the duration of this interview i'm only gonna look at your ear <laughs> i'm gonna look just past you at your ear. i have a friend who does that and i'm like it, is it a nervous thing why does she just look slightly but i know she's looking at me <laughs> but she's looked slightly to the left i'm like hey hey and she's not fucking with you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, I'm pretty comfortable making eye contact with people, but there is, there, there have definitely been examples of people who were obviously really active listeners paying attention to me before to the point where I start to get nervous while Mm -hmm. I'm talking because I feel like they're looking right through my soul and, uh, and it, and it almost exclusively is professional performers. Yeah. I don't know why that I just find it and I find it really I start to get really self-conscious if someone is holding 
my eye contact for too long. <laughs> I know. I kind of like, like it. What do they want? Yeah. <laughs> what do they think? Are they waiting for me to fuck up? Are uh, they trying to tell if I'm lying or because I am, but yeah. I don't want them to know that. I feel but. like it's a game. Yeah. When someone does it to me, I'm like, oh, we're doing this. All right. Challenge accepted. What about prolonged eye contact during sex? Oh, oh that's super can be super hot can be but then sometimes i'm like if it's like the first couple times it's like the first time you hook up with someone and they're just like staring at you it's yeah. like have some courtesy please just <laughs> yeah well from a from a like a, a sort of dominant standpoint mm. um i i i've noticed that it's really like really passionate and really hot to like basically demand like look you look straight into my eyes right look Mm -hmm. look at me look look right at me like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. oh man i like that at at the point where where the coming is happening yeah Yeah. but i don't like it and i don't know this seems like it's probably contrary to popular opinion when someone's going down on me i don't want them looking at my eyes i just don't look at them i just i'm like what's (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my eyes are always closed and i just feel like maybe they think i'm like thinking about somebody else but I just if I look down and your eyes are just like peering up at me I'm gonna yeah. I'm actually gonna cover my eyes with my arm <laughs> I thought you were gonna say cover their eyes yeah. with your head like, no no no, no. Both. I'm just gonna poke them right in the yeah, both cover your eyes with your arm <laughs> yeah. and their face with your hand but when I'm going down on someone I do like to watch their face like well oh, eye contact yeah. during a blowjob personally for me I find very hot yeah I yeah. think a lot of guys like that. All yeah. right. Okay. Okay. So, so speaking about what a lot of guys like, um, I think one of the reasons actually why you were on that original list was because Emily, you were the first person um, at at the time. You were the first person I had ever spoken to who had um, pegged their significant other. No, but I never got to peg them. But you that never got to thing. do it. No. Okay. But he was like. Yeah, okay. But I thought he was just like agreeing to it because like for the to agree to it because he's like trying to like please me. But also he was telling everyone that he was going to do it for like the notoriety. She's like, yeah, she's going to peg me. He was like, I was, t- I was telling Taylor this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, are you like trying to amp yourself up for this? I was like, why do you have to like tell everyone that? <laughs> so what was, the, what was the situation there? You, you, you had met this uh, young man yeah. through like Tinder or something? No, I met him at a restaurant. He was working and I came in really drunk and I was looking for my friends and he came over to me. He was like, well, maybe they're not here. And I was like, oh, that's a rude thing to say. I was like, I'm pretty sure they're here. I was like, if they're not, I'll just take a seat, I guess, and wait for them to show up. And um, just got to talking, got to talking. And yeah. Was he working? He was working. Okay. 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 He just like quit his job, sat down with you? (laughs) Yeah. He was like, this is it. Let's get into let's get into pegging. Pegging. Um, uh, Okay. So, but you never got to do it because Mm -hmm. I'm assuming like the equipment was in the mail and then you guys <laughs> broke up and then you got it and it was like this kind of sad kind of happy day where you're opening the package and you're like oh this is the equipment is here my my here's my strap on <laughs> yeah but but what will alas, i do with it yeah <laughs> there, there is no one with which to, to uh, use it yeah oh okay well so so you haven't done it yet no no, I haven't done it. It's uh, it's on the list, though. Have you had? But you've had other partners since yeah. then. Have and you, they don't want to do it. <laughs> they don't want it. 
<laughs> what is it about pegging? Because I am not interested in doing this at right. all. What is it about it that is like intriguing? Um, it's definitely probably definitely a dominance thing, I think. Mm. And to also have that not just from like pegging a dude, but like having sex with a woman with a strap on that point of view. Mm. Have you done that? No. Mm. But that's another mm. thing that's like I want I enjoy that point of view mm-hmm. quite a bit. I find that that's like a huge turn on for me is like the male point of view of it all. Right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Are you more dominant in bed in general? Yeah. Usually. What about in your regular life? Are you pretty dominant? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. It's interesting though, because I I I usually hear the opposite. Like the really dominant women want be a little more submissive in the bedroom. Right. How does that? I don't I don't know many women who, um, you know, like speaking about sex has been a really. It's become much more common place in like, I don't know about you, Brady, but like in my everyday life now. Yeah. Since the inception of the podcast, mm-hmm. and so it's it's not often that. I get to speak with someone who's a who identifies as a female and and is uh, tends to be more dominant in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. What does that play out like? Like, what does that generally look like? What's your what do you love to do when when you have a partner over? Um, I'm I'm pretty much like I feel like I'm in control. Like, yes, that there's both sides of it happening, but I feel like I'm the one like initiating any everything. So. Like, for example, the last person I was fooling around with took him upstairs. Like, I immediately stripped down. Then he stripped down and he was like, you could tell he's like a little like nervous. <laughs> it's like, it's Do all you, happening. Does that turn you on when they get nervous? Oh, no, of course it does because it's so cute and like <laughs> endearing. And they're like, they're like, what? what's about to happen? Like, was this like know. a random hookup kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I know, I know who he is and like we hang out a couple times, but yeah, it was just like kind of a random sure okay like fool around time yeah we had been hanging out solo a little bit and i could tell that he was nervous so i was like going very slowly and like don't like push too fast and then i did push i clearly pushed too fast because i was like <laughs> i had him like lying down and i was like all right like i'm just grabbing the condom like this is happening right now and then just um couldn't he, i think he just got too nervous uh, oh yeah. he couldn't yeah. perform right. he couldn't uh, stand at attention right but he performed in other ways mm-hmm. right sure always lovely yeah, and always and okay wait so did he in that moment was he like oh i guess that's it i'm done or was he like oh well fuck uh, i can't get up but i'll go down on you or, um, or like did it continue well okay so what happened was like he had a, he had a schmud we were talking about shmuds earlier. <laughs> we were, we were I'm sorry. Get, what? <laughs> I, we were out getting coffee earlier at uh, Vandal Donuts. And, uh... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And as we were waiting for our order, you said the word schmud, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck's a schmud? And I asked Siri, but <laughs> Siri's like, I don't know, bro. Uh, I used to call it a half chub. A chub, yeah, but then mm. someone told me that they, um, they changed it to schmud instead of chub so that they wouldn't like anyone would c- get catch on so a like semi boner okay is, is what yeah. we're talking schmud. so he had a schmud, schmud going <laughs> yeah and then it just kind of like was like disappearing and so he was like oh i'll like go down on you and blah 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 this will like really get me hot and it still wasn't happening and i was like okay i was like it's not gonna happen for me that's not a huge deal a lot of guys that happens to and it's a big deal. And they get so upset. But mm. for me, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I feel the same way. Yeah. It happened to me. Uh, it happened to me once with actually someone we know. And um, and I, I, I didn't feel I didn't feel ashamed. I didn't feel ashamed or anything like that. But I felt like, uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that this didn't like that. I couldn't step up to the plate. Because it would have been really fun. With a bat. With a bat. Yeah, well, yeah with a big old... The hard wooden bat. Big old wooden <laughs> bat. Uh, yeah, I just felt I felt bad that I... I felt I felt like, oh, I let you down. You know, I, I let down like a, a good friend kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I, did, I definitely didn't feel like... I didn't walk home like dejected like... Oh, what's, like, what if what's, it never comes what? back? Yeah, never, no, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I feel like that is the response that yeah. most men have. Well, I, that, that uh, I've been with when it when it doesn't work out when yeah. when it doesn't like stay hard. It's like there's like you know there seems to be this big moment of like I need you know maybe I need maybe I need pills maybe I need to go have sex with somebody else. What yeah. if it doesn't work anymore? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think you have to be just you have to really. Um, if that is the case, if you f- if you feel that way, like you've got been in that situation and you couldn't get it up, um, I honestly just think you need to take a second to evaluate all of the factors in that particular Every moment. Every choice you've made, no, <laughs> no. leading up to this moment, <laughs> yeah. this moment has but, affected the ability yeah. for you to get into yes. Yeah. Yes and no. Like I'm I'm actually kind of serious about it. Like it's like okay, um, have you been drinking too mm. much? Mm. Uh, over the last you know like few hours Mm -hmm. well if so then maybe that and that is not that's not that's not your problem like that's not something that you have a problem to deal with Mm. you just you just drank too much so your dick's not gonna work the way it normally would Mm -hmm. um is this person 
is this person someone that you are are like um uh, I don't want to say emotionally, that's not the word, but like like platonically really drawn to, like like friendship-wise, like, wow, yeah. we really hit it off. I think this person is so cool. I think this person is like, you know, we connect in all these ways, but physically, I don't actually feel that way. Yeah. That very well could I be the case. I do not want, primally, do not want to breed with this person. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to breed Yeah, I don't you. want to breed this person. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you know, like all of those things play a role in that. And, and you know, it, we were talking about this yesterday, Emily, I, we were talking about, we were talking about seeking arrangements yeah. and talking about, um, prostitution and like, yeah. and, and selling, selling ourselves for, for money. For money. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could, I don't think I could do the seeking arrangements thing if the arrangement was, um, I, I require sex from you, Jeremy, mm-hmm. once a month. And I will provide you with this amount of money um, if I wasn't physically attracted to the person. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I feel like a woman might be able to go, yeah, sure, I could, I can make that happen. Sure. So, so that's was like lube. It's like mm-hmm. if I Give can't me some physically. Lube. We, yeah, exactly. Whereas like for me, it's like, oh, I literally can't get a heart on. Mm-hmm. But what if you took Viagra? <laughs> that's yeah. where, that's where there's a difference. Yeah. But don't don't get into that. Don't get into That's that. That's probably not good well, just for your once health. a month. <laughs> I do wonder about men in sex work, though, because we have this question a lot about, um, you know, when we had talked last season with people who have done camming, and it was, mm. it's always girls or women, and um, and men have been like, well, what what's that? How financially viable is that for a guy to do? And you would think probably really great. I actually dated this guy. Um, really briefly when I lived in Northern Ireland and um, he was a babe and uh, we had sex twice and uh, but he he is um, I don't I won't say what his profession is he's he's got a professional profession but he also does sex work on the side and he and I just randomly found this out he messaged me on um, Facebook probably two years ago right around when we opened our relationship and we started talking and what he does for sex work is he records audio of him coming oh. and sells that. But other than that, I don't know any other I don't know any other uh, male sex workers who would like have to consider that like getting hard for the camera or for we sex. Yeah, we haven't whatever. met them yet. We no. haven't. But you know what? We we've been we've been asked to um, uh, register for a press pass for the AVN Awards. In right. January um, this year, or, or next year, I guess. The Adult Video... Adult Video Network is what Network. it stands for, uh, awards. And um, and I think if we if we can get enough Patreon money to like make that trip happen, mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to talk to a guy who's, that's his life, you yeah. know, where it's like, how do you, how do you do this? How do you make this happen? Turn Me On, we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Um, okay. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, I think there's, there's a couple of things. I think there's one thing that you wanted to get into, but before we get to that, um, different types of orgasms, right? Was this also a conversation that we drunkenly had at a bar one time? Yes. Yeah, we did. It was like, um, yeah, it was a good robot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is where we we generally tend to drink generally. with each other. Yeah, where to find him? Uh, what was that? <laughs> what was that combo? Uh, How did that go? So we were talking about. Well, I was discussing how there's like the clitoral orgasm, 
And then there's like the internal, more G-spot orgasm. Yeah. And I was saying how, and you compared it, you you did like a good metaphor for it. So it was like the G-spot orgasm is like the top shelf liquor. Whereas mm-hmm. like for me, anyways, the clitoral one is kind of like, it's good. It's like a good cider. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But it's like, yeah. Right. What's it, what do they call the the uh, the bar, like the, the stuff that's just on the bar? Um, the well the well yeah well, your like well, well shots shot. yeah this is the well shots the clit is the well shots <laughs> yeah. orgasm the g-spot is the uh the upper shelf like you know your your uh your Ockentoshan three woods um and then and then the anal orgasm never had that one. oh you haven't had one no okay i don't know what that would be either <laughs> Yeah. I can't imagine that. It's just, it's so physically intense and I do find it very pleasurable, uh, anal, but I don't <laughs> understand how you would come from We that. should get back on and talk about that. Yeah, that would be that great. That experience, if yeah. she remembers it, yeah. I find that um, if I have a clitoral orgasm, I can then have uh, like a vaginal like G-spot orgasm, mm-hmm. but I can't do them in reverse. Re- do and- you need to have a clitoral in order to have a G-spot? Um, okay. I don't think so. Interesting. I don't think so, but I think I have been confused about the G-spot orgasm my whole life because, um, so I've kind of always been a squirter. I, um, depending on the, the person I'm having sex with and the shape and the size of their penis and the position that we're in. Never screwed with me. So I guess that means... Oh, I'm, I'm really big dick. Yep, Jeremy, I'm going to have to walk home with my head down and oh. just think about how I just... I'm not, I'm not well-equipped. <laughs> <sighs> well, isn't that what this whole episode is about? Um, um, okay, but... Hey, now. Hey, whoa, what? <laughs> our half... Ch- our schmuds. <laughs> schmuds. Um, and our, you know, our lost potential of the, uh, the strap-on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and, and it is a very different orgasm. If what I'm experiencing is an orgasm, it's a very different experience than a clitoral orgasm. Yeah. Um, it's really deep, and it's almost uncomfortable. Almost. A G-spot yeah, orgasm yeah. is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like, with uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, it makes me grip my teeth a little bit. It makes me kind of like bear down a little bit, I think. Holy moly. And... Um, it makes me like want to like dig my nails. It makes me want to hurt the person that's I, I doing it to that me. Same feeling. It's like I really want to punch you right now. <laughs> yeah. But but what about like like uh, seconds after after the like the the firework explodes? Is it like pure ecstasy? It's deeper. It's, it's yeah. for me. It's right under my belly button, like across my low belly. It feels like there's butterflies in it. Okay, see this it this really does blow my mind. Um and I feel like there's there's probably some guys listening too that are like, "Holy, holy shit." Mm-hmm. Because I can't and we kind of discuss this on a, a conversation we had the other day that's going to go up on Patreon, Brad. Um but but for the people who who don't get that conversation, I think it's, you know, worth worthy of diving into it here. Um I can't physically or or like mentally imagine that feeling right like as as an actor my my job you know i've been trained to like look at look at a scenario look at a a person's life that i don't live and say i'm taking on the role of this person 
um, and and to like r- really feel what it feels like to go through uh, the the sensations, the physical sensations, the mental sensations that they go through. Yeah. Um, even though I'm so far removed from it, it's never been my real life. I I have and I do I feel like I have this like pretty good ability to do that to go in deep into that. Um, the example I used the other day was like I could never imagine what it what it would feel like to murder someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can I can place myself there enough to like feel those feelings. I can't fucking wrap my head around the feeling the feelings of a of a G spot orgasm like. I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe I don't get you need it at to all. explore your own butt G spot. Right. And right. Okay. And I guess like the closest thing I've ever thought about that is like how much harder I come when someone's fingering my butt mm-hmm. while like bringing me to climax. Yeah. Th- that sensation is really intense. Yeah. And it's like a whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like. <laughs> I just go into like whoa 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 instinct. Yeah. pop. Yeah. I I I immediately explore my vocal range as soon as I start to come. But it is kind of that feeling of like an out of body experience. It's like your insides want out. Yeah, and right. you're just like there's no way to if you can succumb to it if you can surrender to it it's like you, you're probably making all kinds of funny faces oh, mm. you're twitching you're mm. whatever but it um yeah if you're with a partner that you can do that with then fuck great go for it yeah well, what about uh emily you're a pilates teacher right and oh, yes. so yeah so this Pelvic was like floor. yeah i remember you were trying to convince becca to come into one of your classes yeah and becca was like i don't know if i'd like it and then and then you were like do you squirt and becca was like i i don't really think i i do squirt like i've never really squirted and you were like yeah. pilates will make you squirt and, <laughs> and becca, becca was like oh, sign me up sign me up and she yeah. went uh but i think she was like fuck that i'm never doing that very that again it was difficult it was so hard um What's the deal with like your the the female female anatomy of like of working on strength of your pelvic floor and how that correlates to squirting or is the, is there I don't know the science are you bro sciencing it I don't know the the science behind it but just from like my own experience was before I started teaching Pilates and doing Pilates never squirted after. And I'm not, and I don't like, I'm not like waterfalls coming out, but what it feels like is like you have to pee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I just went pee. So it was like kind of like a weird foreign <laughs> sensation. Right. And I was like, I'm just going to go with it. And if I start to pee, I guess I'll just get up. And I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. And of course, this was with like a partner that I'd been with for a while. Obviously, with someone I just started fucking, that would be like a little, little. sorry, bro, I peed on you. <laughs> like, I I don't think I could be I I think I would I couldn't be more elated. Someone peed on you? If well, if not not <laughs> I mean sure I don't know if they really wanted to I'd, I'd be like yes sure. But what I mean is like if someone squirted but they were like I think I peed but it might have been a squirt and it was yeah. the first time I'd ever hooked up with them I think I would be like that was amazing. Those those I've loved those experiences those like yeah yeah the experiences where everyone goes Ooh. whoa. What was that? <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, you love it now, but I mean, you got to really care about the person to go replace your whole mattress after they've <laughs> soaked <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that can't just be a one night yeah. thing. You could be like, whoa, what was that? Uh, Can I you now owe me $500 uh, <laughs> to get a new <laughs> Casper mattress. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, there is pee. There is urine in that fluid. That's pro- that's proven, right? Yeah. That, that recently, they proved bit. that. It comes out the same hole. Yeah. So, of so course, there's going to be a little bit of pee a, on it. There, and, it and, and sometimes more than a little bit. I think that it is like a... a quite at like 50% or something. What? Yeah. Really? That much? Well, I don't know. You know, I have a medical... So We, we had someone who is a gynecologist reach out and send us this study. Right. It's a medical thing and I, you know, I haven't pieced through it all yet, but... Right. A lot of big yeah. words. Yeah, a lot of big words. Yeah. Well, this that's funny because like I... So I've... Um, I guess because of the shape of my penis, I'm not really a one to make one squirt. So I haven't experienced it yet. I haven't been with someone who's squirted. Um... But I want it. So, I want to do it so bad. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was talking to uh, someone we know. Uh, oh fuck! I don't say it. Bill. Bill won't give a shit. I was talking to Bill, and Bill was like, "Man, when I learned how to, I somehow learned how to make people squirt. And when I ha- went once I did, it was like this crazy revelation. And I was just doing it all the time. And I was like, Bill, teach me your ways. <laughs> um, but I, w- I would if I was in that scenario, where someone did squirt. I feel like I would innately just be like squirt in my mouth. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Like no, I would, that's pretty common on my face, in my mouth, in my fucking ears, like up my nose. I don't even care. Like get it all <laughs> over me. Yeah. But if someone was like, I want to pee on you, mm-hmm. I would be like, cool. Pee on me everywhere you want, but don't get it in my mouth. <laughs> I've gotten like, it in my mouth before. Pee? Uh, squ- yeah. From squirting. Wait, you squirted in your own mouth? So I real almost exclusively squirt when I'm on top. Okay. Yes, okay. of course. Yeah. Oh, is so. it, oh wait. Uh, yes, of course. What do you mean? <laughs> Unpack that. Hold on. I'm learning here. I feel like I, it's always better on top. And mm. that's the only time that I can ever hit like the G spot. Is that because you're in control? And of like angles? Yeah. And it's really, and it's deeper. Like yeah. it's as deep as it can go. Mm. Okay. Okay. Top. Okay. For me, also exclusively, it happens after I've already had an orgasm, mm. and then I'm on top. And then you continue on and okay. continue. Okay, and it's like you know, there's a lot of increased blood flow down there. Everything I think is getting you know swollen a little bit bigger, probably mm. on the inside too. I don't really know, but I think that might make it more common. It's like it's swelling kind of, and yeah. more pressure probably on your bladder and <clears throat> and just like different areas, but. Uh, so yeah, so if you if I'm on top but I look down, yeah, there's a, can be some splashing. Oh wow! Out. And you and what did it taste like? Nothing. Yeah, sorry to disappoint, but it didn't <laughs> taste like. No, anything. it's not disappointing. It makes me go, yeah, sweet squirt in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know if it would be like that for everybody. I mean, this wasn't yeah, in my not. like my BV days. Yeah, this who knows? Like, I mean, but also it's like, that. can pee taste that bad? Probably not. I don't know. Probably some. Some pee, yeah. Hydrated. Yeah, some of that. Some Ugh, of that nasty that pee. Dark asparagus. Some of that pee? smelly pee. Yeah, it probably fucking tastes bad. Brown pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, some of that pee that burns when it comes when it comes out. Yeah. That, that some urinary tract stuff. infection pee. Yeah. Mm. Ew. So so you would say then that it would be if someone's looking to get a little more in tune, a little more in touch with their, um, their sex organs yeah. their internal like you know their internal uh uh fuck 
machine <laughs> mm-hmm. than to get into a practice of Pilates. Of Pilates, yeah. Get into like the subtle pelvic floor stuff, like the squeezing. Because a lot of people use their their ass. They'll squeeze their bum, and it's like you don't need to, you don't need to work your bum. It's inside. Yeah. Bums outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your bums already okay. worked. You know, bums like the glute glute muscles are. They're a big group of muscles. Yeah, they're good. They, they're they're gonna get lots of work yeah. if you're walking around and shit. You know. So, I've been working with this a little bit lately and trying to teach it in yoga classes here and there. It's really awkward to teach in yoga class because nobody. <laughs> I don't think people are really comfortable <laughs> saying the word anus in like uh, <laughs> or like sphincter. You know. Yeah. But so the way that I've tried to explain it because we're in yoga. I don't even know if it's the same thing, but we would call like engaging a root lock or mm. a mula bandhas, which is like lifting mm-hmm. your pelvic floor essentially. Right. And so I always tell people to focus on where the perineum is. So the space between your vagina and your anus or, or your, your balls. balls and your mm-hmm. anus. Yeah. And you're from the inside drawing in and up. Yeah, but a lot of people, you'll say that to people and they don't know what you mean. Yeah, They're like, okay, I think I'm doing like I could it without doing it. Yeah. They need like um I use a ball or a block between their legs. Okay. And um because like pelvic floor inner thighs very much connected. Connected. Okay. And they can do it without engaging their glutes. Right. So they squeeze a ball between their knees while they try to lift up through the pelvic floor. Yeah, and I get them to like touch their hips and then come like 1 inch in uh. and feel that Muscles start to tighten without their glutes starting to squeeze. So from the hip bones, you take them one inch in with their fingers towards Mm -hmm. the the middle of their body. Yeah. Under their belly button. And you think about in and up. Yeah. If you're at home, do it. Do it uh, wherever you're sitting. Just try it. It's on. So I was practicing it and trying to figure out how to articulate to to students and then went and had sex and it was insane. Like Mm. I had been kind of doing Kegels all day long and then notice it immediately and what do you mean by insane like do you mean it 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 up the pleasure of the sex the 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 sensitivity of the sensation the The sensation sensation, yeah and it felt yeah there's like a a more full or tighter grip around the the penis yeah Yeah. you know it's interesting like and this is all very like uh female anatomy based Mm -hmm. in terms of how how it like how it affects you like to have this it, it helps with dudes too it does yeah. and the thing is that it actually like it actually helps with um it helps with the ability to control your your climax oh, okay uh, yeah, yeah. so so you know someone who has like a really deep yoga practice and works a lot of like mulabanda um typically are gonna be very well uh um adapt to not just fucking blow their load uncontrollably mm-hmm. um yeah interesting because with women or females female anatomy you um you would say sometimes the cue is like like you're holding in pee like you're mm-hmm. trying not mm-hmm. to pee so that would that be sort of the same sort of thing yeah it's a same it's a similar kind of thing but it also it's again it's 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 not because that's also gets the, the butthole like and it also mm-hmm. like kind of squeezes in the butthole it's it's a little higher up so it's I, I I have a really hard time explaining it because I can only equate that feeling to when I'm when I'm trying to do uh, or when I was trying to do like float throughs mm-hmm. and stuff like that in yoga mm-hmm. or like handstand like like mm-hmm. piking up into handstand. Um, but since my surgery, all of that, all of that like strength 
essentially got erased. And so it's like, I'm trying to build that back. Um, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I know that you, while we were driving over here earlier, you were like, yo, can we get into some like real talk? Oh yeah. And I said, absolutely. I'm always down down for the real talk. The real talk. A little bit of essay. A little bit of essay. Yeah. Little essay. Schmud, essay, so many new terms. Oh, I'm writing this down. I'll urban dictionary it later. I don't want to look not cool in front of my guest. Sexual assault. Just sexual assault. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was sexually assaulted as a uh, a young child. Okay. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Like and how so I, how young? Um, quite young. Um, so I'd say like three. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And, okay. And I hate the word molested, so that's why I didn't okay. say yeah. I was gonna it's that word. Molest. It's such it's a like such a oh, greasy God. word. It is greasy. It's like um it's like uh, uh excrement. You know, it's like one of those Ugh. words where you hear it and you're like, Ugh, that puts a bad smell in the air. <laughs> yeah. Molest. It. Ugh. Um so th- that's super young. Yeah. Was it a I'm assuming that it was like a a close like family yeah friend type situation type situation yeah as most of those ones are when you're so young how did you how do you know so here's the thing i blocked it of course you did as a child so like i have very few memories of my childhood i um but looking back like as when i remembered was um when i was like 23 after my second episode. Right. So you were actually on Sick Boy. Mm-hmm. We, ta- we talked about psychosis. You mm-hmm. went through like a, a psychotic break a couple of times when you were living in Montreal. Correct. Um, and so when you say episode, you're referring to your psychosis. Yes. Got it. Yeah. And um, I'd always <laughs> felt something like that. Like my first episode, I was like, no, that's, that's crazy. That's the crazy talking and just like pushed it back down. And I think that's why I had... Again, mm. on top of all the other factors, of course. But right. the memory, I was just like, oh, my God. And it just explained so much of, like, my behaviors as a kid. Like, I hated sleeping alone, mm. 100%. And, like, went into, like, I was, like, quite old until I was, like, okay, sleeping alone. Right. Um, My first blowjob, I cried. The first couple times I had sex, I was like very upset viscerally mm-hmm. by it. Right. And I was like, I don't understand why. It's like, I feel safe, but I'm like, this action is like upsetting me. Whoa. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I think it's why I waited to have sex for so long without really thinking about it. Like I was 21 when I first had sex. So it was like, yeah. Wait, how old are you now? 27. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So like that wasn't that long ago. No. Wow. I'm really curious about this. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are, but like when it comes to childhood sexual assault and those mm. and not remembering that and then having those things surface and like, how do you know to trust your memory? Right. And like, what else do you not remember? Or like, why, like, I'm so intrigued by that process because so many people have experienced sexual assault as a child yeah. and 
seem pretty confident that yes 100 percent, it happened it happened even though they don't remember it for like 20 years yeah, yeah. And, which makes me go did it happen to me i yeah. know I, it's just gonna every, one day and yeah. i just Bring didn't up. know yeah exactly I, I, i've actually we've kind of touched on this before i believe in conversation on the show but like i've had those moments where i've gone okay i'm gonna sit down and like really go through my my memory bank here did was i ever was that no no i don't think i don't think i was but yeah again it's like fuck you, you know totally it could just creep up on you and you go oh my god i fucking was yeah the mind is such a such a fucking weird interesting little like electrical safe that i you know it's a it, it boggles my mind that we know that it works how it works as much as we know no. how yeah. it works you know it's it's very interesting yeah it's um touching on what you were saying um a lot of my family doesn't they're not agreeing with it and i think it's a lot of them it's a defense mechanism because mm-hmm. they're it like because it's so close to yes. the like the dynamic of the family the close to the dynamic of the family and it's very much like no and i was going through psychosis so they were like it's the psychosis mm. they were like and i was like well the it was this this triggered the psychosis um they're definitely paired together and then i talked to my psychiatrist quite a bit about it and we had to come to this like she helped me come to this realization that it doesn't matter what they believe it's like Mm -hmm. people are going to believe what they want Mm -hmm. um you have to be okay with it for yourself she's like because you're the only one who knows i was like nobody else knows except the other person you and that person yeah right yeah 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 do you when like do you how do you man- how do you juggle and manage those th- that scenario that that past experience today i um I went through a lot of therapy, so there was a lot of and it was like really like beautiful stuff that she did she'd like we'd go into like this meditative state, and I think this is one of the few things that helped me let it go. It's like you go to this meditative state, you see yourself as a child, mm-hmm. you talk to yourself as a child. You tell them that it's like, it's okay, that it's not your fault. And um, you grieve yeah. with that part of yourself. Yeah. And then she, she like brings you back very gently, very slowly. Mm. And that's part of like, it's been a like, huge healing process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not up for discussion with the family. Like we don't talk about it. Right. I rarely talk about it with... Uh, people that i know so people mm-hmm. who are gonna hear this will probably be like whoa what right i think i've only told like maybe a handful of people wow yeah, yeah. i had no idea yeah and we even we even went deep into your psychosis like <laughs> yeah deep into that conversation yeah 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 i do you <clears throat> i don't know how to like word this but i've been i've been having i kind of briefly told you yesterday that i went through this like really fucking trippy right experience the other day that yes. like left me that legitimately like altered my my current reality or at least the way that I like go through my the world viewing certain things and and a lot of it had to do with like releasing a lot of like negative past shit Mm -hmm. and I was having a discussion with this um with a new friend uh the other the other night 
and she was talking about how um, she 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 framed the past in this way that I've I've never really heard framed before. But when I heard it, I went, I I could not agree with you more. Yet I also feel like you could say this to someone and they go, eh, yeah, well, whatever. Like that doesn't mean anything. But basically, mm-hmm. she was like, the past is is not a thing. Like it it is sure it happened and it's there, but it is it is literally not here it is not this yeah it is not our current reality it's the past yeah it's it's something that is over it's done it's complete and i remember she said that and i was like fucking amen yeah the past is the fucking past is the past is the past and there's no there's no going back to it there's no actually reliving it it's over Mm -hmm. so let it be over like yeah. let it just be done it's it's gone and there was something uh there was something so like fucking energetically rejuvenating about about that and that conversation and i know it can, and i know that some people hearing this are like it sounds kind of um is glib the word i'm looking for like it sure. it, it sounds a little glib it sounds a little like okay well sure it's easy to say that but also, yeah. there's all this other weight to it that, you know, affects us. And I totally, I hear you. I agree. But also, just like your situation of seeing someone who allows you to go back and, you know, speak to yourself as a past child and then slowly bring you out with that, like, meditative process, mm-hmm. everything's a matter of perspective. Yeah. Everything, everything, there is a way to shift our reality or shift the way that we see the world or see the things that have happened or that might happen in a way that um it doesn't affect us in the in the in the like ultra negative or yeah or what have you anyway i wasn't trying to like put anything on you there just you speaking about that experience of like and seeing your psychologist or, or psychotherapist um reminded me of this conversation it was like yeah yeah. The past can suck, but it can also just be I think I don't I don't know what it was like for you to have that experience, but um what you just said, Jeremy, reminded me of like in yoga, you know, it would be like, Hey, when you're really present, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Because yeah. that's there, that's <coughs> that's there, but right in this moment there there's there's nothing to be afraid of. And mm-hmm. then but you have to if when you're psyche has wounds on it or injuries or your body has injuries it's like oh i broke my arm last week but that's a pass so now i'm just gonna use it it doesn't quite translate in that way unless you have done i think the work to i still i have scars right now i have injuries right now that are affecting the way that i move in the world and Mm -hmm. so until i can deal with that i can't real i'm kind of lugging it along with me or it has weight in my body literally and figuratively so so i'm just just not really i don't really have a point here except that yeah maybe what you said just sound sounds a bit glib compared to what it actually took to or takes to be able to leave the past in the past. Yeah. Past the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's it, well, and and this is like this is a this is a huge part of uh, I I think all three of our worlds, you know, of like of having a, having a practice of yoga or being in that in at least in that community, and constantly being told or constantly working towards this idea of like be present, yeah, be present, be present, but. And it, 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 you're right. It takes a fuckload of work. That's all going to fall upon deaf ears unless you like really put in the work and like try to strip away these huge, thick layers, you know, to really see what that truly means to like be fucking present. And yeah, to be your most authentic self. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I think the a lot of people have trouble with it because they don't know what it is exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's holding them it's like wearing like a dirty pair of goggles all yeah. the time and you're like yeah. ah, i want to see clearly but you have no idea what like lenses you're looking through yeah. and you've been wearing them for so long you can't even feel them anymore yeah you're just like walking around yeah yeah it's like it's like when you like this room sometimes uh that we're in smells like a fucking dog uh <laughs> But I'm in here so much, I don't smell the dog. Mm-hmm. I just smell the room. Yeah. It's what the room smells like. I leave for a day, come back, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. It fucking smells like a dog. In How could anybody live like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the goggles are taken off. Gone. Yeah. Um, how does it How does it affect your, how do you think uh, it affects your sex life today? Today, um, I'm a little more careful with who I bring in. Mm-hmm. Um. That being said, I'm still. I still like to fool around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm careful with who I keep around. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing, right? As a young person, um, <coughs> like you said, you you had sex at 21. Yeah. Um. So like coming up through your teens and like when people are, you know, going through puberty and like finding people interesting sexually and stuff like that like how did did you experience all those things do you think yeah I was just I felt terrified Mm. as well so that was like holding me back and I had no idea where the anxiety was coming from Mm -hmm. but would you say would you say that 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 fear yeah that like has that fear has dissipated a bit yeah a lot oh out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I think like coming and like realizing it and then <coughs> building yourself back up from mm-hmm. like remembering that. It felt like I was like teleported back to like childhood. And I was even like, of course, I was a little bit crazy. So I was like dressing like almost like a little girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. While barking at people just, on the like, street. like long skirts and like baggy <laughs> shirts. I was like, hey, let's go to church. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Where's my purse? Um, <laughs> my hand. I'm scared. Well, I, I, uh, I, will, I commend you and and for sharing that, you know, and like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so glad we're friends. Me too. Honestly, like, I'm just. I, I've said it. I said it before when you're on Sick Boy, but like, I, you're one of my favorite fucking people on this planet i honestly mean that yeah yeah through and through and i'm not flirting with you here we go look at me staring at me <laughs> so <flirt>. much <laughs> I hello i'm in the room hello. too <laughs> uh, well 
I don't know you as well as Jeremy does, but we've spent a lot of time in the same space and mm-hmm. like in very close proximity. And one thing that I have always really appreciated you because we've been trying to have you on the show for a while and you're like, yeah. And then, you know, a couple months later, you're like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it right now. Yeah. Is like someone who um, wears their emotions on their sleeve and is like mm. pretty upfront about how they're doing. Like not just like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing well, work is busy, but like, actually, I'm not well right now, but you know, I'm here, I'm practicing my yoga practice and Mm -hmm. um, working with it, you know, and like having a sense of, so this book that I'm reading about the chakras talks a lot about um, like damage and injuries to the first and second one, especially as a result. One of the biggest is like childhood sexual assault and it affects your ability to feel safe in the world, to feel like... um, you can trust the world and and also boundaries like boundaries is a really big one for for youth who have um experienced other people not having any boundaries or like Mm. breaching boundaries that you're only three and you don't even know you're supposed to have those boundaries yet Mm. but you know like boundaries is something that i feel like i get from you as just a human being, as a teacher moving around in the same studio as me, like to be able to be present with the energy that you have and also like be able to separate like, oh, this is my personal thing, but right now I have to teach these people and I have to do this thing and you're working with people's bodies. And so, yeah. you know, it's like, it's it, it can be hard to have those, those lines, but I f- feel like I've learned from you just being in the same space as you, how to how to be honest and authentic about that mm-hmm. yeah without even i'm only articulating that now i'm only kind of realizing that now but that's a dynamic i appreciate thank you is there anything else you want to touch on this is I, this is fucking great uh no i think we're good is yeah. there anything else on the list uh no that was all i had written down okay yeah I was, I, pegging was like, I was wondering, it was the first thing out of the gate, so we we got that. came out strong. We got that. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm, I'm elated that you came on, that we were able to do this, and, uh, and I know people are going to fucking love it, so. Yeah, we always get a lot of feedback uh, when we get into real talk with people, and I think it's much, I think it's, you know, really helpful for people yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i was super hesitant about it that's why i just decided yeah. this morning this morning about it. yeah well when you dropped it on me in the car i was like yeah girl sure let's do it yeah i guess well, there's something about that i'm sure you've maybe talked about that with your therapist is like well once you own it once you're like yeah mm-hmm. this is what happened yeah. yeah and it doesn't define me exactly yeah yeah, yeah. i like that message too yeah, I mean that's that's an obvious thing that we see through Sick Boy a lot, specifically through like the physical health side of things. Of like, you know, you, you the way you relate to it once you own it is quite different right. from the way you relate to it when it's something that you are like protecting, yeah, or you know, or keeping inside. Yeah, um, yeah so. Big Red, ladies and gentlemen. Big Red. Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Big Red. <laughs> uh, that's our nickname uh, Becca and I uh, have for, for, for Emily. <laughs> Becca, Becca also thinks that we have like the secret relationship going on outside of Yeah, and our Jeremy does nothing to like, he just like flames it. the fire. He's like, look who I'm with. <laughs> yeah. She slept over. <laughs> She's like, no, she did. It's like, what? 
<laughs> oh fuck uh well again thanks a lot emily this was great thanks for having me guys and thank you all so much for tuning in we hope you loved it uh we'll be back next week with another tantalizing and and uh and another donut breakfast sandwich oh god i hope not (laughs) god i feel like such a piece of garbage um and uh hey in the meantime if you want to support us uh you can head on over to apple podcasts leave a a rating or review hit the subscribe button and uh we're also on patreon uh we we were halfway to our second goal which is super goddamn exciting um, so head on over to patreon.com slash turn me on. There's lots of great perks there. And, uh, I think by the time this episode comes out, some of the, some of the perks, uh, will have already been posted. So, uh, if you're a patron, I hope you enjoyed those. Uh, and, um, we've got a live show coming up. Uh, it's we next week. We absolutely do. No, it's not next week. It's it is. the week after. No, it's next week. No. It's next week. Nah. Hold on. It's next week <laughs> as of this release. Oh, touche. To us right now, it's yeah. two weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Stubborn Goat, uh, tickets are on sale at Ticket Halifax, or you can find the link on, uh, in our bio on Instagram or check out our Facebook or Twitter. Um, we'd love to see you there. Yep. If you got any brain boners, send them our way. You can submit them on the website, turnmeonpodcast.com, or email us at turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Sori for the intro and outro music. Thank you, Rich O'Coin, for your midpoint music. Can't wait to see your show at the Short Club this summer. Uh, and that is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.